another day. I was trying to get the camera on. Well, thank God for another day that God promised to us. And I just thank God for blessing. We're getting ready to pray. Uh, going to the Sunday school. And we're getting ready to pray. And then we're going to turn to the hands of our, the teacher of today. Father God, we thank you, Lord for today. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for closing us in our right minds, Father God. We just thank you, Father God, for having mercy, brand new mercy. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I ask you, Lord, to touch the Sunday school teacher, Lord, that is prepared to teach the Sunday school word her mouth. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, send your spirit in this Sunday school and everyone that's listening. Yes, Lord. All over the United States and over the world, Lord, let this word reach out and touch everyone. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 No, Vonda, you, you the Sunday school teacher. I was like, I don't think I'm the Sunday school teacher. No, you're the early. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, cause I, I, I sent you a text yesterday evening. You did? Yeah. Stop video. And you start it. Okay, hold on. So hopefully it won't um, mess up nothing. Let me see. No, because on your screen you should have mute, stop video. Yeah. Just hit stop video. It, it should start it. to your settings and uh, change the uh, features part of each app? I'm going to try. Other than that, I'm going to cut this off and do my phone because that's the only way I can... Uh, no, 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 no. Try, try, try uh, that first and then uh, see if that works. Go to my settings? Mm-hmm. What she do when she get to the setting? In her setting, she should go to the uh, option where it says apps, and then look at each app and uh, see if the camera is being used for each one of them. That will tell her. And there's like a um, button that you can slide back and forth for each app uh, to give it permission or not give it permission. Tell her. I'm listening to it now. I had to block some apps. Yep. She got it. Hey, Miss Mary, you lined up. How does she know if the camera being used? It will tell her. 
because um, it'll either be turned on or be turned off. The cameras? Uh-huh. Oh. For each app. She has to look at that button. Hey, you want to know? I don't see. Let's do I see clock, but... Mm. Yeah, this one, I'm going to have to work this one out because something... Okay. Sister Vonda? Yes. Don't worry about that. Um, I'm going to see if Dad can drive me over there so I can show you what I'm talking about uh, this week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And once I show you, you'll know what to do next time. Yeah. And tell those grandkids that I said oh, they better not be messing with that phone no more. No, it was just the little one. Well, tell the little one that I said that. Oh, yeah. Get away from them. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I had to put that up after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me, um, I might end up figuring it out anyway, so. Uh, yeah, but on your, on your screen, don't, don't you have Zoom, Zoom, mute? Yeah, I got Zoom on, on, on it anyway. Huh? I got Zoom on it anyway, I just can't get to my video. No, what I'm saying, it, it, it should say mute. Stop video. No, Daddy, listen. If the kids mess with the setting in her phone, they might have it turned off. So even if she has the video in Zoom turned on, she still can't. Her face still won't show. No, it's very complicating. That's very. So I'm gonna get ready to use my phone just for today. I think I'm gonna figure it out. Right. As long as we can hear her, that's good. Yes, we.
do respond believers will not marry unbelievers nor engage in sexual sin. Praise the Lord. Now when Ezra had prayed and when he had confessed, weeping and casting himself down before the house of God, there assembled unto him out of Israel a great congregation of men, women, and children, for the people wept very so. And Shechaniah, the son of Jehiel, one of the sons of Elam, answered and said unto Israel, We have trespassed against our God and have taken strange wives of the people of the land. Yet now there is hope in Israel concerning this thing. Now therefore let us make a covenant with our God to put away all the wives and such as are born of them according to the counsel of my Lord and of those that tremble at the commandment of our God. And let it be done according to the law. Arise, for this matter belongeth unto thee. Arise, for this matter belongeth unto thee. We also will be with thee, be of good courage, and do it. Then arose Ezra and made the chief priests, the Levites, and all Israel to swear that they should do according to this word, and they swear. Then Ezra rose up from before the house of God and went into the chamber of Johanan, the son of Elishah, and when he came thither, he did eat no bread nor drink water, for he mourned because of the transgression of them that had been carried away. Praise the Lord. And they made proclamation through Judah, Jerusalem, unto all the children of captivity, that they should be gathered themselves together unto Jerusalem. And whatsoever would not come, whosoever would not come within three days, According to the counsel of princes and elders, and all his substance should be forfeited and himself separated from the congregation of those that had been carried away. Then all the men of Judah and Benjamin gathered themselves together unto Jerusalem within three days. It was the ninth month on the 20th day of the month. And all people sat in the street and the house of God trembled because of this matter for the great rain. And Ezra the priest stood up and said unto them, Ye have transgressed and have taken strange wives to increase the trespass of Israel. Now therefore make confessions unto the Lord God of your father, and do this pleasure, and separate yourselves from the people of the land and from the strange wives. Then all the congregation asked and said with a loud voice, As thou hast said, so we must do. Praise the Lord. We just thank God for this lesson. Ezra, man of law, preacher, you would think he was most, but at the same time, praise the Lord, he obeyed God to do what the Lord told him. Praise God. And as I was reading, Check praise him. the Lord, these folks don't say it.
destroyed that temple. Praise the Lord. The whole temple got destroyed. They just left out of there, and here they go. And it ain't just the children of Israel. It was priests and all, Levites, all kind of folks. That was marrying strange wives. And praise the Lord, we think about today how uh, what the Bible said, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. You know, we look at that today and we have to wait on God when God tell you about marrying an unbeliever. But yeah, we just do our own thing just like they did. Don't wait on God. Don't even ask God to direct you. I know I'm guilty of it. Praise the Lord. We just did our own thing. Praise God. And that's what happened to these people up in here. Praise God. And when Ezra heard about it, oh Lord, he pulled his hair out. He tore his clothes up. Can you imagine, praise the Lord, Probably, he's probably saying, said, didn't y'all just come, I'm just saying this to didn't y'all just come from captivity already, and already y'all done did something else? Sister I mean, Teacher. Hey, go ahead, Pastor. Sister Teacher, I, I want to read this. It's, it's kind of what you're talking about. It says, mm -hmm. several leaders brought to Ezra attention that some of the men had married pagan women and had children with them. Ezra responded mm -hmm. was one of the lament. God had faithfully delivered, <clears throat> excuse me, the Israelites from the 70 years in exile as promised. Yeah. And here they were, seemingly determined to return to the evil that led their destruction. At the, mm -hmm. You mean to tell me after 70 years, you ain't got to tell me what to do after 70 years. Right. And not even one year. Exactly. God brought them out and then they're going to go back and get into mm -hmm. adultery again? Shoot. Mm -hmm. That sounds like America. <laughs> that's, yeah. fo that's foolish. I just think, think, you know, after all that. Wow. You know, they, you would have thought, after I've been through all this, being a captain for 70 years, I wouldn't be doing nothing else, but nope. Nope, nope.
never felt because of the hurt. He was in so much pain from all that sin that they did. Praise the Lord. Anybody want to speak? Yeah, just Vanilla got a hand. Good questions. Go ahead. All these questions are good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm going to start with question four first. Why does fasting often accompany repentance? Oh, go ahead, wife. Answer that. Question four. Fasting always breaks up your spirit, and it and okay. it and it, hum, it humbles you. Uh-huh. Because once you start fasting and whatever you got before the Lord, it will break that thing up. And believe me, you you will be humble. Uh-huh. It changes. It's like a cleansing, right? Yeah, it cha- yeah. changes your attitude. And also, fasting breaks every yoke. Whatever you fasting for, y'all can remember we was on. The seven-day fast. And uh, some are fasting. You, you fasting for things that you want God to remove from you. Distractions, anything that, anything that distracts you from God, that's what fasting is. That's why yeah. it's important. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You, you, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'll take that one too. I'll take that to lose weight too. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Wow. 
was gone huh. has not came back but texts me all the time about what I'm doing, why I did what I did, oh, because it's just your house, it's this, it's that, and I was, I was all kind of cuss words, I was petty, I was this, I was that, and I, you know what I said, I asked my nose, Texas, I said, thank you, Jesus, the days, every day I wake up, it's not like I intentionally do it, but this lesson, is, this is what I'm, this is coming from, from this lesson, this was such an awesome lesson you mess around with unequal result and forbidden people if you're not walking the walk with Christ whoop you whoop you and you won't see any light at the end of the tunnel until you really realize hey there's something missing in my life and I need to find out what it is that's missing in my life. Mm-hmm. Pray. You got to pray yourself into God's so You really got to open up, you know, your heart, mind, and soul to Him for Him to correct you, for Him to take care of you. And when you see, when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, you Amen. You get a whooping. Yeah. And I know I've been listening to God, so this wasn't just for me. This was for that person. That person, I don't live for God. That person, I know that person is saved. I know that person was brought up in the church. But the person has been so bamboozled by the devil that they don't see what they're doing. They don't, they don't see the corruption of their life that they're doing in their past until... Someone continue to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Touch them. And I just thank God for this lesson because it keeps me staying equally yoked with Christ. Yeah. And praying for everybody else that don't understand and don't know anything about Christ. And I just ask Christ all the time to use me. In his in his will to do whatever I can to bring the light of him out of me and you me that light came out of me that person just didn't know how to deal with me in every form every way every situation they just they just, that devil was trying his best to punch me so hard thank you Jesus. And I thank it so much. Everybody on this line, this lesson is an eye opener. Yeah. Why does fasting often accompany our repentance? When we're fasting, fasting is causing us to make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. To uh, give up something, and God honors the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The turning away of the plate, the um, getting off the internet, whatever sacrifice that you have put before him, because we begin to make things our God. Our stomach mm-hmm. becomes our God. Our children, our money, and all these things that we put before that we are going by day and day thing that we're doing. And sometimes, and, and often as believers, get in a place of our time and our sacrificing time that we have to, to, to look 
look and um, get in a place with God. So that's why it accompanies repentance because now we got to God. God to forgive us for not making that sacrifice and not giving you that time that is due to you. We owe God our time. That's why you say, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. That's why fasting is so important. But these kind only come out through prayer and fasting. So you can see the power to um, get rid of demon and cast out demon, but you have to make a sacrifice because it's a sacrifice. And yeah. then we repented, and then it allowed yeah. us for God to come in and to step in and help him, help us as yeah. um, Ezra was going before God for the people, so that God can come in, step in, and, and hear our cry, so that He can take care of uh, what we're asking Him to do. That's God look at the sacrifice of the fasting. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hey, Sister yeah. Darlene. Speak up, brother. Sister Darlene. Children, 
You know, if you don't ask the, for the mercy for them, you know, you don't know what's going to happen to them. You don't want that on your heart. You don't want that on your what they're doing on your life. You know. So, Praise the Lord. You also was calling me, Sister Danielle. We're going to go to the second part of it. Shekinah, son of Jai, J-I-L. One of the sons of Elam answered and said unto us, We have trespassed against our God, and we have taken strange wives of the people of the land. Yet now there is hope in Israel concerning this thing. Now, see, he acknowledged. A lot of folks don't do that stuff. He acknowledged what he did. He stood up. For all of them. That's something, praise the Lord, when you know yeah, yeah. you did you even did something, praise the Lord. You just can't open your mouth and say, Lord, forgive, forgive me, because I was sin. Some of them sit up there and sweep it on the rug as if um they ain't did nothing. But this man came up and acknowledged that he did wrong. Take it in, strange wives. Doing all kinds of things. Especially when they came out, praise the Lord. Now, God could have destroyed them right after they came out of captivity. You see what I'm saying? He could have did this. But he still had mercy. Just like right now. We in a new dispensation now. Lord, still have mercy. Even though we sitting up here just doing, I'm just saying, doing whatever we want. And God still trying to give us a chance to change. When you confess your sin to God, he gonna, he's just enough to forgive you of your sins. When you confess what you did wrong. That's why we repent daily. And shaking eye, I know we did wrong. We did wrong. Hallelujah. We took it in strange wise and we know you, God said we wasn't supposed to do that. Hallelujah. We know when we do wrong. Mama teaches, mama and dad teaches right from wrong, even as a child. And God do give you some common sense. You got common sense too when you know when a child uses one of my grandkids. You tell that mama, tell that, tell, I tell them when we go in the store, grandsons or granddaughter, you better not touch nothing. You better not do this or I'm going to whoop your butt. That's just how it is. So either they gonna do whatever or they gonna listen. Oh, grandma said we just said we gonna get in trouble. They know right from wrong, and we do too. Sister teacher, go ahead. I want I want to read this. It's called hope. When th uh -huh. when things do not move in the direction we expect, we can mm -hmm. trust we can trust God for He is our hope. No situation yeah. is hopeless. Because we can amend our ways. God will always bring restoration. Jeremiah finds hope that the mercies of God are new every morning. Hope and restoration result from repentance, which is not only confession of sin, but also stopping the sin and turning around in the opposite direction toward God. We always got a chance to turn around. When we, when, when, when we say we confessed our sin, and we study doing the same thing, you better check yourself. You got to turn around. It's got to be a change in repentance. Huh. Yeah. Glory. How does that need to be? Glory. 
I'm gonna I'm quit I'm gonna quit going over that woman house. But then here comes Saturday. Well, let me call and see what she's doing. She, you know, you know what's on your mind. I'm just gonna check on her. No, you ain't gonna check on her. You trying you trying to go somewhere else. And you and you supposed to have repented. Exactly. You that ain't your wife. That's a, that's another woman. What are you doing? Yeah. But that's how sin sin to take sin to put sin to sin to get a grip on you. If you don't, it will grip you, and you be telling one lie to another. accepting no sin. God ain't playing that sin game. I don't care who it is, what it is, God is not God don't play like that. His his, his, his nature is his nature is is not of sin. So he did what he had to do.
But, but wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, Miss, Missionary Davis had a question. Go ahead, Missionary. No, I didn't, I didn't understand the question, but Missionary cleared it up. Okay, now I'm going to throw a stone in there. Even though God did, he did, he, he basically told them that they were wrong. They, they went in there and did what they wanted to do. But God made an exception with two, Ruth and Rahab. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, well, you know why? Because God can do whatever He wants to do. First of all, <laughs> yeah. But bring him to live outside the camp. Yeah, but yeah, because also, praise the Lord. We don't know. You never know. We don't know. We already know Ruth and 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 Rahab. We don't know.
you know, area. Yes. I think they were exceptions because they were helping. They have helped. Um. Uh. Uh. Who was it? The two guys. Was it Alexa? Alexa. So Alexa. And then, and then they promised. She asked them to promise to save her family when they passed over. So she was coming into the fold. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. Sister teacher, you know what? 
I can remember before all this went down, I can remember district missionary saying, Dr. Lanham, I remember she said, I don't know if y'all remember, we was in the house of the Lord. And she said, y'all need to start storing up canned goods, water, before this yeah. thing, before anything happened. She was saying that. And I was saying yeah. to myself, why she keep saying that? Yeah. But you know what? I know now why she was saying that. And you you mm-hmm. know, and, and much as we wanted to, to come back to be like it used to be, it may not never be the same. Because because not only the coronavirus, they got virus running now like they just like like they just crazy. Yeah. As they say, praise the Lord. It may yeah, not it may not never be the same anymore, and we have to accept that. Yeah, he's soon to come now. Yep. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And let's go on, praise the Lord. Arise for this matter belonging unto thee. We also will be with thee, be of good courage, and do it. That's what Arshanika, Shek and I have told them. We gonna do this because we, we did wrong. Hallelujah. Then roll Ezra and made the chief priests, Levites, and all Israel to swear that they should do according to this word and they swear in other words they agree they are getting ready to 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 change praise the lord and when you make a covenant with god you agree you you ready to make that change not just saying it with your lips that ain't what he's looking at lip service he's looking at your heart praise the lord hallelujah then Ezra rose up from before the house of God and went into the chambers of Johanan, the son of Elisha. And when he came thither, he did eat no bread, drink water, for he mourned because of the transgressions of them that had been carried away. Sin stinks in God's nostrils. They sinned so bad. Ezra couldn't eat, he fast. When you lose a loved one, Especially someone who's so close, a child, whatever, a mother. Sometimes you may not even have an appetite for days or whatever. Sometimes you may have an appetite and eat too much. But at this point, praise the Lord, Ezra, he couldn't, he couldn't, he, it just hurt him. He wept so sore, praise the Lord. And just like today, a lot of people lost their lives, praise the Lord. And we look at the fact that we are there standing in the gap for everyone, even the people we don't know that have lost families, praise the Lord, that we're praying for them. Hallelujah. We didn't know if they were saved or not, but all we know is that we prayed that they had some type of relationship with God. So Ezra went in there and fast. He, he didn't want to be bothered right now. He wants to talk to God. Sometimes you got to go into your secret closet. You got to pray. Some things you if, like the fasting. And that first question Sister Vanetta was talking about, the fasting. 
Sometimes you got to go into your secrets of clouds. You don't want distractions around you when you're fasting because you want to talk to God and God alone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then as it rose up from before the house of God and went into the chamber, I read that, and they made a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem until all the children of captivity that they should gather themselves together to Jerusalem. Because at that point, if, and I read this, if they did not change, they did not do what they were supposed to do, they couldn't come to Jerusalem, they had to stay right there. Everything was going to be stressed. Sister Teacher, go ahead. I found something in here that I read on background of what you're talking about. This is, listen at this. Marrying unbelievers is still sin. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if he is intelligent, handsome, yep. or if she is smart, attractive. Mm -hmm. Marrying the mm -hmm. unsaved, someone who does not profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, with the evidence yep. of a lifestyle of obedience, is in direct violation of God's word. Wait a minute. So then I have a question. Excuse me. I'm sorry. So then I have a question. So where does this scripture come in that the unsaved husband or wife is sanctified by the saved husband or wife? Where does that come in? No, no, but I, oh. I wasn't talking about oh. that. What, what I'm telling you is what the background reads on this lesson with Ezra. I know, yeah. I know, I know the scripture you're talking about, but you got to remember yeah. this was talking about the ones back in that time because they was marrying them foreign women. No, no, no. Them yep. foreign women, they, they were forbidden to marry them because they were they were worshiping other gods. It, it ain't talking about the husband and wife. Uh, uh, that, I know what you're talking about. That, that ain't what this is what this talking about because it's focusing on the lesson of them marrying all these foreign women. Je Je Jezebel, he hadn't, Ahab had no business marrying Jezebel. Jezebel had worshiped other gods. Yep, and she wasn't going to change from the deacon. That's what that's the, the background. It, it focuses on today, but that ain't, it ain't dealing with that scripture. It's dealing with what they were doing back then and just use uh, the words of today of women or a man, a handsome woman, a fine woman, a handsome man. That's all. But 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 no, uh, the, 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 the wife sanctified the husband. That's so. That scripture so. And vice versa. But this is talking about many folks back then that worshiping other gods and statues and all that stuff, golden calves. And... Amen. And uh, we ain't supposed to, um, we're not even supposed to even be um, entangled with unbelievers, you know. So we're supposed to witness to them and, and tell them about God. But as far as um, getting together as one, you know what I'm saying? As, and, and you know your man smoke and drink before you got with him. You know, that ain't the one you're supposed to be married. You know what I'm saying? Although, you know what I'm saying, that when he come up on you and say that, he's thinking like he, he's supposed to be saved and y'all get married and then six months later, the demons pop out. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that, that's, that's a different story. Then you sanctify him because you stay in position. But uh, but that's why you get to know him because at the end of the day, people do have that life. You know, they portray that they're, they they exist. And then six, seven, eight months later, or even a year after you'd have married them, then, then they come out and they tell you, well, this is that. So you you done already got in the covenant with that person. Now, this is what they talk about, the covenant. 
saying, Shay, is that because you are sanctified as a mother or as a father and the other partner is not, your sanctification and your Holy Ghost brings an umbrella over your household and your family. Yes, yes. So because you say that you believe God, it sanctifies the family. So because you are worshiping him, that might save your husband's life from that accident. Or that might save your child from being snatched. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when the wife sanctifies the husband or vice versa, mm. that means that God's graces mm. is over that family because of that person that is saved. But that does not mean that that person should change his life and come to God. He has that extra protection only because he has a sanctified wife. That's what that scripture is saying. And also, also I was going to say too, praise the Lord, if you got that husband and wife that don't, that don't mind or, or is not hindering you from going to church, that's still the same way as missionary said. Because when you are, or you or their husband or their wife that saved, praise the Lord, they gonna eventually come in too because they seeing what you are. They seeing your life. That's right. You are showing God to them. Exactly. You are showing God. My wife, she saved, and I'm out here just doing such and such, and every time I do such and such, she say, "Come on, honey, let's pray about it." Sister Teacher, she don't, she don't do none of that. Sister Teacher, let's go make them be saved. Go ahead. You, you know what? You're right about that because uh, a quick story I'm gonna tell y'all. Uh, mother Hines, uh, Daryl's uh, mother, his father, uh, when she got saved, he wouldn't let her. Uh, one day he just he told her, "You you ain't going to church no more." He stopped, and she and she was she was an obedient woman. She didn't buck. She that woman went in the kitchen. She kept cooking. She kept uh, 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 honoring him as a husband. Uh, she she didn't withhold nothing from him. She she was the sweetest thing, and he kept watching her and kept watching her. But she, at the same time, she was praying for him. She was praying for him. But one thing I saw what she did. She did not disrespect him as a man. She heard what he said. She stopped going to church until the Lord got behind his tail, and he told her, "Get on out of here, going back to that church." And then he ended up getting saved and becoming a preacher. Dr. Lenny, I'm not, he was some preacher too, Daryl's dad. He was. Yes, he was. He was my first preacher. Yes. So, yep. So, that, that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scripture was talking about, Sister Shay, when you was talking about the sanctification of, you know, that's exactly what it is, you know. And we look at, praise the Lord, in this lesson, like Pastor said, that wasn't talking about what is going on now, that was back then. You know, we people, you know, we yeah, we can look at the uh, Old Testament of what happened then, but we uh, we can bring it back up to as far as today, but we're in that dispensation because when Christ died, praise the Lord, he abolished all that. All we, all we have to do is keep what the Lord said to, to be saved. To keep his commandments. That's what we are supposed to do. Praise the Lord. And then they, they out here uh, at this time doing all kinds of stuff. Praise the Lord. What's going on now? Right now. <laughs> what you call that? Polygamy? Man, all them different wives. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. 
God, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We, we ain't in that time no more, praise God. And all the men of Judah and Benjamin gathered themselves together. And at that time, like the Lord, they said if they didn't get their stuff together, they couldn't come up to Jerusalem. You ain't going to bring that mess up in there. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to come up in there with them pouring wine. You ain't bringing them kids. All them kids you done had. Bodies, women. You ain't bringing none of that in this camp. That's just like praise the Lord in your household. Sounds a little like you trying to live safe, but your children up there trying to bring their women or, or boyfriends up in the house. You ain't bringing that mess up in this camp here. Not in this holy camp. You know, and that's what they was talking about. If they choose to disobey, praise the Lord, they was getting stripped of everything. They land all that. They will have to stay in that land. Amen. Uh, you know, just, and, and that's really bad when the Lord has to do something like that. That's really bad. Turn it down, Russell. Just, um, just before we get ready to close, this is what God has done to um, Israelite people throughout the Bible. Every time they turn around, every time they go against the covenant, every time they, they foul, he sent a prophet in. Uh, either a minor prophet or a major prophet. He'll send them in to warn them. And then there's a consequence to pay behind the disobedience. There's a consequence to pay for walking away from the covenant of God. So he allow the enemy to come in just like um, King Nebuchadnezzar. He allowed the Babylon to overtake them. So now they have to go up under their rule. Instead of them being the head, now they're the tail. Now they have to follow up under somebody else's um, iron hand instead of being um, in authority, which God has always wanted them to be, but because they want to have foreign wives and worship different gods and create make calves, all the stuff that they've done. And there's a consequence, just like it is with us. When we are walking away from under the covenant of God and we know God, there's a consequence behind our disobedience. So now God has to come in and he sends the enemy in because he's not the punisher. He sends the punisher and then he turns us back to him. And that's where the repentance come in. You know, we have to have a heart of repentance. So we repent and that's what he's sending them, the prophet in turn. Repent. Come back to me. I'm giving you the opportunity to come back to me. And now, as we, because we, it's been, it's, it's through our time all the time. Now that we're back and our backs again, the people backs again are turned against God. And then the wrath of God has to come in to turn us back around. That's why he says, if my people, if my people, his chosen one, the one that he's picked, the one that proclaimed his name, the one that he's, you know, say, you say you love God, but you out here doing all this other stuff that, that is against him. You know, if y'all wouldn't humble yourself and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and heal the land. And God has always given us the opportunity to do that because he loves us so much. He loves Israel. He loves the tri tribe of Judah. We are his chosen people. Right now, today, we still are his chosen people, but we still slap God in the face. We still disrespect God with our pagan ways, our disobedient, and our, and our just ungodly stuff. Even right now in the church, and God has to come in and send a, send a punishment in so that we can turn away from our wicked ways. Amen. 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 Amen
Amen. Hey, amen. Sister teacher, we need to close. Okay, and just thank God for that. Just take heed, praise the Lord, and learn, just keep on trusting God and keep on seeking Him daily. And we get ready to close out the Sunday school. May the Lord watch between me and thee when we ask one from another. May from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and our model is that y'all save us a soul, save plus a life. We're going to turn into the hands of our pastor. Excellent, excellent. The lesson, everything was excellent. Yolanda, do you have uh, Yolanda? Uh, uh, can you uh, can can you open us up in prayer? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes, no, we just want to thank you, Lord, for waking up each and every one of our families, and thank you, Lord, for blessing us to see this beautiful, beautiful day today. And thanking you, Lord, for blessing us, Lord Father, to, Lord, to be on this phone and church today, Lord, with everybody, Lord, on this phone today, Lord. Thanking you, Lord, for blessing us with the word today, Lord. Lord, just letting our souls be fed just one more time again, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for our health and strength, Father, and just bless us to be up and about, Lord, and bless us to use activities of our limbs today, Lord. And I'm, Lord, I'm asking you today, Lord, to, Lord, heal those who are sick today and in the shut-ins today, Lord, or somebody's homes today, Lord. We ask you to touch and heal, Lord, people that have diseases and, Lord, all these viruses running around. We ask you to touch and heal right now in your name, Lord Jesus. We ask you to protect them. Lord, our doctors and nurses, Lord, they do their best, Lord, in your name, Lord Jesus. We ask you right now, Lord, to strengthen our families, Lord, and thanking you, Lord, for just bringing us through, Lord, through this virus, God, just keeping us, Father. We thank you right now, Lord, that we just here one more time, Lord, knowing what it could have been, Lord, but we thank you, Lord, right now, and we give you glory and we give you praise, Lord, we ask you to take out everything, that is not like you. Every unclean spirit, Lord, we ask you to take it out of us, Lord. Lord, that we can enjoy, Lord, this service today, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Take out idol worship, anything we know that's not like you. Lord, take it out, Lord. And we give you glory, Lord. Bless each and every one on this phone, Lord. Everyone that's listening, Lord. Bless, Lord. In your name, Lord Jesus. Bless, Pastor. Lord, bless you, Lord. First lady, Lord bless you, and every family on this phone, Lord. And we give you glory, praise, Lord. Thank you. In your son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Sister Vanetta, stand by. Uh, you and Danielle and Veronica, stand by because she's our early speaker. We're going to keep moving uh, right along here. Dick and John, come on with your scriptures. Okay. Psalms 118, verse 19, 20, and 21. Open to me, open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into thee, and I will praise the Lord. The gates of the Lord is into the yeah. The gates of the Lord is into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee, for thee has heard me and acted become my
thy servant. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Amen. Daniel's coming. <clears throat> we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. We believe that there is one God eternally existent in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe in the blessed hope, which is the rapture of the church of God, which is in Christ at his return. We believe that the only means of being cleansed from sin is through repentance and faith in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We believe that the regeneration by the Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for personal salvation. We believe that the redemptive work of Christ on the cross provides healing for the human body in answer to believing prayer. We believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2 and 4, is given to believers who ask for it. We believe in the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit, by whose indwelling the Christian is enabled to live a holy and separate life in this present world. Amen. Amen. All right, come on, Vanetta. We ready for you. All right. Thank you, Lord. Malachi 3 and 10. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. And I will, and I will receive the devour for your sake, and he should not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast their fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. Lord, we thank you. Amen. Oh, gracious eternal God, we thank you for those that tied to your house. We thank you, God, that those that sincere God, we thank you for those that give in the offering. Now, God, we ask that you return it, the seed 100-fold, and bless the offering, and bless those that didn't have not to give, that they may have next time to give. And we thank you for honoring your word over in Malachi because we know we covered our homes, our families. We know, God, you got us covered. Thank you because we're walking in covenant with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, just before we start, I want to give a shout-out to all the Red, the Red Blonde Fox Podcast listeners. We thank God for yes. you. We just had an hour of power, and I'll be going into a second one. When we appreciate you. We're going to give you a shout-out. We're going to give you a shout-out. Red Blonde Fox herself is giving you a shout-out. We have from the uh, Philippines, Central Lu Luzon, from Germany, Thuringa and Hesse, from Virginia, Ashburn, Washington, and Chincotega, from Ohio, Columbus, and Wooster, from Texas, Dallas, Leveland, Garland, Butter, from California, St. Josie, Mountview, Oakland, from New Jersey, Clifton, Asicone, from Illinois, Chicago, from Washington, Seattle, from Oregon, Boardman, from South Africa, Western Cape, from Wisconsin, Milwaukee, 
the Dales, Beloit, from Georgia, Lithuania, from Alabama, Montgomery, from from Rhode Island, Providence, from Florida, Haile, from the United Kingdom, England, from New York, Brooklyn, Calicoon, Hollis, from Minnesota, Evergrove Heights, Minnesota, Minneapolis, and St. Paul, from Pennsylvania, Camp Hill, and Philadelphia, from South Carolina, Gilbert, and Pialine. Thank you for listening to the Red Blonde Fox Podcast. We give you a shout out and we want you to know we do not take you for granted because you could be anywhere listening to somebody else. But we want you to know you're welcome. We appreciate you. And we're going to take you into the house of the Lord with us when we go. You got to stay with us. You got to stay with us, podcast. Stay with us. Amen. We're going to have a couple of uh, uh, songs and we're going to give it to Veronica. But this first song is dedicated to Dr. Lanningham. Stand by, please. Stand by. Amen. We know that Jesus will fix it. All right, come on, Vanish Veronica. We're waiting on you. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We bless the Lord on today for all his mighty works. Hallelujah. Um, we know that he will fix it, and he is fixing it for us. He has a plan for us. Thank you, God, that we may be rescued in a time of trouble. Um, I do give honor to God who's ahead of my life. I do thank him for all the many, many blessings that he has stored up on me. I thank God for the opportunity to come before his people once again. It's always an honor to um, speak of the thus said the Lord. Uh, Thank God for uh, anointing me, um, giving me the privilege. You know, it's just an honor to just be a vessel set aside for the master's you. So with that being said, I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to go right into the word. We're coming out of Jonah today. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. We exalt your holy and wonderful name. God, we do praise you because you are God and you're God all alone. You're all wise and you're all knowing. And we give you praise today. Father, I ask that you um, decrease me, oh God, but increase in me. Father God, allow the anointed from on high. Oh God, speak to me, God. These are your lips, oh God. Oh God, and we thank you for all that you're doing and what you're about to do in this hour. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I'm gonna um I'm gonna jump um just just right here from Jonah. For the first chapter of Jonah, um, I'm going to read, now the, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, and the son uh, Akantai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is came, up, came up before me. And then I'm going to go straight to chapter 3 of Jonah. And it says, And the word of the Lord came up, up unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it um, the preaching that I bid thee. The second, um, the third verse of that, it says, So Jonah arise and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city of three-day journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet 
and Nineveh shall be overtaken. Um, my subject on today is get about your father's business. We know the story of Jonah. Jonah was um, on assignment. God had sent him on assignment to go to Nineveh to preach against their wickedness, against their sin. But Jonah disobeyed God and wanted to go to Tarshish. So Jonah ended up on a ship. And when Jonah ended up on a ship, he caused the ship great trouble. Jonah, the well, the wall, the water began to toss and turn and came up against the ship. So they throw Jonah off the ship. And as Jonah was in the water, God allowed a big fish to swallow him up. And he ended up in the belly of the big fish. Once Jonah spent three days in the belly of the, of the big fish, Jonah was vomit up back onto the land to get about God's business. So he took upon himself to not do what God had told him to do. He ran from his assignment and wanted to go the other way. Sometimes we get in a situation, sometimes God sent us someplace and we take upon ourselves and be disobedient and do it another way. Just as our brother Jonah did, he decided he didn't want to do what God had told him to do. And upon him being disobedient, like we was talking earlier in our in our lesson, he had he got up on gate great troubles. His troubles, he ended up in the belly of a fish, of a big fish, the Bible declared it was a big fish. So he ended up in the belly in a troubling place. He was in trouble. He was in, in a place but yet he was protected. God covered him and spoke to him and talked to him. So on that, being in trouble and going through your trial and tribulation, he was there learning of God, learning how to be the man that God has called him to be. Sometimes we get our trouble and put us in a place to listen to God. So Jonah was there listening to God and upon him being um, regurgitated, the Bible says he was bumming out on the land and then upon that he began to run. What was going to take him three days took him a day. So he was about his father's business. After getting in trouble, after being disobedient, we have to know that God put us in a situation so that we can get about his business. I just want to encourage Jesus as the way as we get prepared to go back into the sanctuary in about two weeks, thank you Jesus, that we need to be about our father's business. We need to be able to get out and, and testify, get out and to witness to the people. The Bible declared once the Holy Ghost has come up on you, you become witnesses. So now we have an assignment to be witnesses and to be about our Father's business. We got work to do, Jesus is the way. We got an assignment to go out and to propel the people. We have to be about our Father's business because now God has saved us. God has brought us through Corona. He has brought us through trials and tribulations. Hallelujah. And he now want to put us the work. The Bible declared that, that, that the vineyard is, is, is plentiful, but there's not enough workers. God is looking for us to get about his business. He wants us to get to work, plow the yard, so that we can handle what he assigned us to do in the kingdom of God. He wants us to be about his business. Jonah got about his business. But three days journey took him a day. So that means he was moving pretty quick. He was moving pretty fast. Although his heart was in trouble. He didn't want to do what God had said. 
mercy. We got to be mindful that God's grace and mercy is not just for us. It is for those that are captive, those that are bondage, those that are in a need of God, those people that are in our community need us. We got to be about, we got to make up our mind that we're going to witness to those people. We're going to tell them about God. We're going to tell them that he, he's a savior. He's a risen king and he died for them. That's about his business. So I just want to encourage y'all today. Y'all be get excited. Y'all get y'all running shoes on. Y'all get in y'all prayer closet and y'all ask God, what is it that I need to do? So when we get back out there and Jesus is away, we can be about our father's business. And that's just my word on today. We got to be about God's business and we got to be quick about it. Time is winding up and it is time that we show the people that we have, we serve a mighty God and he's worthy to be praised. Y'all pray for me as I continue to pray for you. And we will now turn the service over to our main speaker, Dr. Landingham. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Danielle. I thank God for his goodness and his mercy and his outstretched hand. And I just thank God for our Sunday school today. It was so rich and, and, and good in the, in the service so far. It's so rich and good. And we just thank God for his Holy Spirit being around about us. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for another day that you have given us with new mercies. We thank you, Lord. For how you have blessed us and how you have kept us even up to this appointed time i ask that you bless the word father let rochelle decrease and you increase and please bring the word the way you want your people to hear the word father in the mighty name of jesus and bless our hearts bless our understanding that we might really understand and comprehend what you're saying and change our lives for the better father through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. God bless Jesus is the way, and God bless everyone on the podcast. It's so encouraging to hear that the whole world is listening to Jesus is the way. God is good and grateful to be praised. I am going to go to First John, and uh, we're going to be in chapter 2. So let's just go to First John chapter 2, verse 1. That's 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. And it reads as follows. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the appropriation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So what John is telling the people right now is that if you if you sin not, and if a man has sin, no, if a man has sin, we have an advocate up in heaven that can go and plead our case. So when the devil accuses us, saints, of anything in our life, we can thank God that Jesus Christ is standing there in the gap, standing in the gap for us to show the Lord when we ask for forgiveness and when we became children of God and then we are forgiven. Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful thing to have to 
up in heaven is willing to go to bat for us when we get in trouble. God is good. And he's there not only for us singly, but for the whole world. And hereby we do know that we, we do know him if we keep his commandments. We do know him if we keep his commandments. Now, uh, I have been in, in, in discussion and, and uh, in reverence and in study with God for the past couple weeks about the Ten Commandments because I know that that's his law and that's the law that he wrote for us to live by. But let me tell you what happened and why the Ten Commandments had to come about. I can, I think it's Exodus that actually tells the story. But when, uh, when uh, Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments and he came back down, when Moses went up, first of all, we had pledged as a people, or Israel had pledged that they would always be with him forever. They would be, they love God, they do what God say, they would obey his rules, they would do everything in their power to be God, but be with God and be what God wants. Well, actually, that was considered God marrying Israel, okay? God actually married Israel that time when they said that they would follow him and he would be their God and they would be his people and all of that. So he looked at that as a marriage. But of course, lo and behold, we know what Israel did. Israel built a golden calf because Moses was taking too long and uh, they wanted to worship an idol which then caused a great rift between God and his people because they committed adultery. Remember, God says, don't love anybody but me. Don't give your attention and your time and your abilities and your loves and everything to another false God. Give it all to me. But that's exactly what Israel did when they committed adultery by worshiping other gods. And don't you think that left God brokenhearted? Yeah, it did. It did. And you know, what actually happened is that God had written his law, the Ten Commandments, on the stone for, for Moses to bring them down. And right away, the children of Israel committed adultery. So then God had to deal with those that really wanted to be with him. And those that were of the enemy, he actually opened up the ground and made the ground swallow them. Go back in Exodus, you can read it. So then after the Ten Commandments was given, God gave Moses other statutes and laws that uh, they had to adhere to by like the um, turtle doves and the lambs and all of those things that they had to sacrifice. They had to show a blood sacrifice and ceremonial doings in order to stay in step with God now because of their, their, their um, committing adultery. But God, of course, forgave them, but gave them more laws through Moses to be able to show that they are on his side. So now we fast forward up into the New Testament. And um, where John is talking now, Jesus has come through. We've read the Gospels, and the Gospels has told what Jesus came to do. And we know that Jesus was the, only, the last and the last sacrifice that ever needed to be made when he died on the cross and shed his blood. So, going back to the Ten Commandments, yeah. I know we have always said, well, Jesus died for our sins.
then we're going to be okay. But then I questioned God, and I'm like, Lord, show me what we really have to do. What What is really necessary? Do we dismiss the Ten Commandments, or do we have to adhere to the Ten Commandments? And so God led me to where we are today, and he said, in verse number three, I hereby, and hereby we do know that we know him if his commandments. So we know what his commandments are. The first four commandments are commandments straight to God himself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, keep my Sabbath day. Uh, acknowledge my Sabbath day and keep it holy. Um, and those, are, those were for God. The rest of the uh, Ten Commandments are really for civil, uh, civil rest and civil compliance. So it has to do with our neighbors. So he tells us not to steal and not to kill and not to uh, lie and not to, you know, bear false witness. All of that is for our communal keeping, that's for each other. So the first four are, are for God, and the last six are for how we would handle our fellow man. So as God is telling, uh, as John is talking, See, God, he says, hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Number four, he that, excuse me, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. No matter how he has bamboozled his, his own self, God says that he's a liar.
There are certain things that might give us a rise or make us upset, but God is saying we are to walk in that and walk in patience and let our patience grow so things don't upset us as much because we're going to have to deal with things on this earth. We're going to have to deal with people's attitudes. We're going to have to deal with people's actions. We're going to have to deal with other people. But the way we deal with other people tells us if we are God's child or not. Do we purpose ourselves to settle ourselves, not let ourselves fly off the handle? Do we hold that back and do we portray uh, patience with people, long-suffering, kindness, or do we just act like the devil? That's what he's saying. How do you how do you respond? Are you showing my way as you respond in everyday life? He says. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. When you were in your old life, you lived in darkness. You did exactly what your mind told you to do and what you thought was right because you didn't have any other way or any other thing to show you at the time. You didn't know of it, so you just did what you needed to do. Unfortunately, you were a part of the world, and you did what the world told you to do because that seemed natural to you. That seemed like it was the thing to do. You watched other people act, act the way they did in the world, and so you did too. But then one day, God came into your life, and he converted you. And he changed you. He turned you around. He let you see the light. And when you were in darkness all that time, when you seen that there was definitely a better way and that you were loved by God and he wants you to be one of his children, then that changed all of our composition. The things of the world we didn't want anymore. We wanted to know more about God, the word. We picked up the Bible, we started reading the Bible, not really trying, not really understanding it yet, because we were brand new, but we still read it. We tried to get an understanding. We ran to the church house every time the doors opened so that we could get an understanding of what we were in now, a new life, a life that is going to be clean and pure, and a life that we can walk upright and show other people how it is to walk godly. He says, I write unto you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. Verse 9, he that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even till now. Now this is serious. This is serious. If we have to portray God's godliness to others, then the first place we have to start is in our heart. And we have to make sure that our hearts have been totally converted and that we're not hanging on to any old drudge or any old garbage or any old baggage that God can definitely put away so that we can be a, a clean vessel shining for him. So if you hate us, your brother, then you got an issue, whether it's your family or whether it's your, just your brother here on earth. You have to check that, and you have to get it together. You have to ask the Lord to forgive you for that. Cleanse your heart, and then you have to start working on your reconciliation and your forgiveness. 
And if you don't see that you can forgive right now, then how do you forgive? You say, Lord, I forgive them by faith. Even though I cannot, I can't feel it right now, Father. My heart is still hurting. I need you to help me. I need you to clean it, Lord. I need you to take that pain away from me. Clean up my broken heart, Father. Mend it back together so I can look at that person and not feel mad or not feel hate or not feel a burden. We literally have to take the bull by the horn, Saint, and clean that up because he says right here in his word, if you say you got light and you and you have an eye against your brother, then you're lying to yourself. You're not lying to him because he knows your heart. I don't know your heart. Other people don't know your heart, but you and God know your heart. And he's looking for your actions to turn to change that heart. He says, uh, 10, he that loveth his brother abideth in light. And there is none occasion of stumbling in him. So you have to continue to get that thing to God until he takes that pain or that unction or that irk away from you. There will be a time in forgiveness that you can think about that person that betrayed you or hurt you or broke your heart and you won't feel anything. There will be a time, believe it or not, that you can think about that person and you can pray God's God's blessing and ask God to save them. But that's something we have to work on. We can't let that hate linger in our heart and just cover it up and pretend like we're okay. We can't do it. We can't do it. And that's what he's telling us right here. You can't do it. He that love, okay, he that loveth his brother and abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. If we have not taken care of that, every time we think of that person or think of the situation, we will stumble. If we don't take that to the Lord and ask him to forgive us for that and ask him to help us change our feelings and our emotions about that situation. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth because that darkness has blinded his eyes. So if you come to church every day and you say that you ask the Lord to forgive you and he's cleaned you up and this, that, and the other, but you find yourself talking bad about that brother, talking bad about the situation, talking bad about how you will, you can forgive him, but you'll never forget. That's still holding, holding on. If you never forget, you're still holding on to it. Right. Ask God to take it away. How important it is for us to take this stuff away. Because if we don't, we're only fooling ourselves, not God. And when he plays it back to us, when we get before the judgment seat of Christ, you'll realize why you did not get that reward that you could have had because you were harboring and keeping that pain inside of you. And that turmoil inside of you. Get rid of it. He goes on to say, He walks in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. So when we ask the Lord, to forgive us, he forgives everything that we have ever done, and he casts it into the 
take the hurt, take that feeling, take it away so that we can see that person and only have the love of God in our hearts. We can't do it on our own. We're human. We don't have supernatural strength. We don't have supernatural power to do that. Only the Holy Ghost can do that for you. But you have to believe and have faith that he can do it. Why? Because God is saying that we are forgiven and we're his if we comply with his commandments. So there's a lot of stuff down in there, y'all, that we need to open up the door, shake it out, let them bones fall out the, out the uh, closet, and systematically throw each one of them in the garbage through prayer and supplication with God. Make sure your heart is really clean and that you're not harboring any feelings any harm, any any gravity, any graveness, get it out of your heart. Ask God to cleanse you every day, make you a new creature every day. When we wake up, he gives us a brand new day with new mercies, meaning that he's given us a time to start all over again and get it right. So take this time, take this time to think about that and do an inventory of that closet. Get all that nastiness out of there. Meanness, hatefulness. It can dwell down there and it comes out. Remember, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Rudeness, disobedience, disrespect, all of that. We have to ask the Lord to cleanse our heart and then we got to ask Him to guard our hearts so that we can let our light shine the way they need to shine to help other people that got hateful hearts. Because they need to know this also. 13. I write unto you fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children, because ye have known the father. I have written that uh, love not the world. Yes. Number 15, love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. Now, this is interesting. He tells us to love not the world. Okay, but we live in the world. And we do find ourselves sometimes liking some of the things that the world shows. But God is saying that the world system, the world's ability is an enemy to him because it is totally in conflict with God's system, with God's way. So we live in the world, but we are not of the world. Why? And when I say world, what am I saying? The world totally disrespects God. The world totally disrespects his commandments. The world totally feels it's all about them and what they can get, all about me, myself, and my family, and that's it, nobody else. The world could care less if anybody else had health care as long as they do. They could care less if anybody else has something to eat or a place to sleep as long as they do. That's why God is saying, look at the world system and hate that system because that system is not of God. Now, yes, we have to live in the, in the world, and God says, render to Caesars what's Caesars. So we have to obey the laws. We have to obey the things that the world tells us. We should not be like these crazy little thundercats driving around, running through red lights, blowing off different things, causing accidents, killing people. Because the 10 tells us, thou shalt not kill. So we should not have a 
desire of that. That's the world. So God is saying you can't love the world. When you look at the world, we find that there's a lot of paganism in the world. Unfortunately, there's a lot of paganism, paganism in the church. We have to be able to discern that. And we have to be able to have an understanding of what God is telling us to do. So that we can see the counterfeit of what the enemy is doing to counterfeit what God has told us to do. And everything the enemy tells us to do is contradicting the Ten Commandments. The first big lie he told was to Eve when he said, you surely won't die. God said you would die. You're not going to die. I don't think you're going to die. You're just going to be like him. You're just going to know good and evil. That's how the world does. They're cunning, you know. They, they want what they want. They want to get what they get. And they'll lie, cheat, and steal for it. God is saying, don't love that system. Don't be like that system. Don't be conniving. Don't look. Don't try to be that person that climbs to the top no matter what it takes. No matter who you step on. No matter who you hurt. That's not God. That's not God's system. God's system is believing and loving him and praying to ask him to open the door for that situation to open and having faith that God will do it. And that's how you get it. So right here he's saying, do not love the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do you see what I'm saying, saints? The world per se the world system. You have to love God more than you love anything. And if God is telling you in order to be one of his children, we have to comply. We have to be part of him. We have to ask him to forgive us. We become his children. But then as we become his children, we have to strive to be God's example. And obeying his commandments does that. I guess I'm really harping on this because for a long time, I have taught, I have actually taught that nobody can keep the commandments. It's not, it's not, a, you're not able to do that. But that is not true. That is not true. If you break one commandment, you go to the Lord and ask, and ask him to forgive you of that. And you start all over again. I'm not going to lie anymore after this. You see what I'm saying? I'm not going to steal anymore after this. I'm not going to stab my, my friends in the back anymore. To make a conscious effort to be a child of God. That's what's missing, I think. And that's why we find ourselves in predicaments. Because we're not really focusing on what we have to do. Jesus died. Yes, he did. He died for us for yesterday, today, and forevermore. But the more I read in this Old Testament, God talks about his commandments. And he says that none of his word will ever go, not one dot or tittle, will never leave because God is the word, and the word is God. So we have to take seriously how we look at this thing. If you love God, you will keep his commandments. And 
is broken, you will go straight to the altar to ask him to forgive you for that and give you strength, give you uh, uh, tenacity, give you perseverance to be able to go through that test again and pass it. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Let's think about that. The lust of the flesh is lack of self-control. I got to have her. I know I ain't supposed to be going over to her house. I know it's not mine to take, but I got to have it. So no matter what God is saying, I'm going to overrule that right now because I got to have it. He says, the lust of the eyes. Woo, look at all those sparkly, pretty bobbles and things. Look at that. I don't need it. I got diabetes. I can't even think of eating this whole cake, but I'm down to the last piece. Lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Woo, Pastor got that brand new Cadillac. I got to have me a Cadillac. Got to have it. Got to have it. Pastor can't have a Cadillac without me having a Cadillac. Uh-uh. Got to get it. I don't care if I can't pay my house note. I don't care if I can't pay my electric bill. I don't care. I want to be just like him, and I don't want him to get one up on me, so I'm going to go and buy a Cadillac. Lust of the eyes. Pride of life. I am so proud of my achievements. I live in this nice mansion, and I drive this nice car, and I have this great job, and I am just the stuff. And I'm so proud of myself, and I'm proud of my children, and I'm proud of my grandchildren, and all I do is wear your ear out about it all the time, because I'm a proud person. Those three things, it says, it's not of the Father, but is of the world. So we see now that the world is the pride of life. The pride of, uh, the, the, uh, the lust of, I'm sorry, the, the, the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's the world system. God's system is complying with the ten. That's the difference. Okay. He says, and the lust of eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God will abide forever. So God told Eve, Eve that if you eat of this tree, then you're going to die. The devil told her, no, you're not going to die. You're just going to know good and evil. But she was, she was going to die. Because God's word does not come back void. Which means that if we are following the world system, then we're going to die. And we will not see eternal life. But if we follow God's system and we do what God tells us, our, our present, our pride is eternal life. Okay, I'm almost done. Little children, it is the last time as ye have heard that the Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Okay, so he's talking about the antichrist here, and as we know it, the antichrist, I'm sure, is already here informing the system 
keep your eyes open. Keep watching the news and seeing what they're talking about with the system. It's going to be real evident in the future, maybe even now. But the enemy is saying, either you comply with what I'm doing and continue being proud and have lust in your eyes and lust in your flesh, or if you go with the other guy, which is God, then we'll kill you. That's what it's going to come to for us saints. So continue, people, to continue to give God the glory. Continue to ask God to keep shaping you and showing you where you can come up. Keep studying the word. Keep reading the word. The word is so good. And when you know what you're looking for, he just lets it jump out off the pages to you. Continue on your walk. Continue showing your light. Continue helping others. Continue helping his kingdom. Because those are all things. Those are all uh, signs that you are God's child. Those are God, Those are signs that you're not selfish and you'll share what you have. And that you'll give others that need it what they need. That's showing that you're God's child. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to the pastor. But I want you guys to continue reading that in John. Because sometimes we get a little um, passive. And sometimes we let it fade away. But that should always be in our forefront. That we are a child of God. And that we can definitely work and help in his kingdom. God bless you. God bless you. We had a beautiful prayer today in a Sunday school. Thank the Lord for the word on today. We had a wonderful word coming from Dr. Lanningham. Didn't you guys enjoy the word? I know I did. Um, Pastor had to run out. He had an emergency. So I'm going to say right here, be with us on Thursday at 430 for prayer. And on uh, Wednesday from 6 to 7 on Zoom for Bible study. And on Sunday mornings. From 10 o'clock, that's uh, Bible, I mean Sunday school, and on uh, 11 o'clock on Sunday, that's worship service. And right here, we're going to turn it back into the hands of Dr. Lanningham to close us out. Amen, amen. Can we bow our, for, uh, bow our heads for a word of prayer? <laughs> Father, we thank you for this Sunday. We thank you for this beautiful day, Lord. We thank you for the word that has come across. We thank you for all of the participation of our church on this line. And we thank you for the podcast, Red Blonde's podcast. We thank you for just being a good God. And Father, let what you told us sink into our hearts, Father, and give us the mindset to continue digging deep in our word. Help us to put on our scuba gear and to get all the way down to the bottom of the goodness where the jewels are that you have hidden for us. And bless each and every one of us in this week. Let us be um, mindful of you and let us show your light always. And we'll always be careful to give you the glory and honor that's due to you. Let us have a good week. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. And thank, Amen. And thank you everybody for uh, coming on to the Zoom as read as uh, listening to the Red Blonde Fox podcast. And I also would like to thank everybody for your prayers about my surgery uh, this past week. I really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. And it was a success. Amen. And we will see.
see everybody at Bible study on Wednesday from 6 to 7. God bless you all. All right. God bless you. Everybody have a good day. Bye. Bye. Love you.